The Ain't No Fang Podcast. From Arizona Sports, Ain't No Fang. The Arizona Diamondbacks did what they never do. They locked up one of their own for a long time. It's the Ain't No Fang Podcast. I'm Steve Zinsmeister with Cody Fincher as well. Corbin Carroll is going to be a Diamondback for a long, long time. They've locked him up to a long-term contract. Really kind of the first of its kind. I know you could compare it to what Julio Rodriguez got, although he got way more money. Uh, other guys like Tatis and Lindor, but they were established players by the time they got their money. Maybe this is more of the Wander Franco contract. That's what I was going to say. It's, it's more of that. Eight years. What was $111 million? That's the base contract. It could be worth up to, what was it? Uh, so here's the details. Eight years, $111 million. A $28 million club option for 2020. 31 with a $5 million <laughs> buyout. So even if he's not very good, you could buy him out for $5 million. So it has the, has the ability to be a nine-year deal worth $134 million. There's $20 million in escalators, which are, you know, like when you finish for an award or something like that. So 20 which, hey, extra. He, he's probably going to get an award this year if he's healthy all he's year. He's eligible for Rookie of the Year he because is. he was under the... He played appearance for played in like 20-something games. I, I think I read this somewhere that it's the largest contract ever handed out to a player that's had um what was it less I think it was Fewer less than a hundred days. days yeah hundred days of major league service so correct this is yeah this is kind of a, a an interesting deal because like we're comparing it kind of to the Wander Franco extension but he played a little bit longer than Corbin more than Carroll, Carroll more did, than yeah. Carroll did with the Rays before they gave him this contract Corbin Carroll was literally up for like three weeks in September, and they're like, you're good. There's a $5 million signing bonus that he just gets for signing the deal. A $1 million salary for this season, so it Mm -hmm. starts very low. And in fact, you could compare this to the deal they did with Cattell Marte a few years ago in that it escalates year by year. Here's the salaries by year. uh, $1 million this year. $3 million the next. Five, ten, twelve, fourteen. And then the last two official years of the contract are $28 million a piece. That's a lot of money, but you're hoping yeah. this turns into a perennial all-star. And even if he doesn't, two years of $28 million is something you can at least stomach. Compared to some of the other contracts out there, $28 million doesn't seem like that much. Um, especially if he, if Corbin Carroll does turn into that you know perennial all-star type of outfielder for you, then you're going to... It might be the situation where you get to the... 2029-2030 season and say, wow, this is a steal. We're happy to have you for $28 million. It's kind of like what the Braves are. I mean, the Braves lock up every single young talent. But with Acuna, with Ronald Acuna Jr., he's making... Uh, I don't want to sound like an idiot, but... He's making almost an insulting number. Chump change. <laughs> like he's, you know, Randy Moss straight cash, homie. Like it's he's making such a low figure compared to what he gives the Braves, but the Braves were smart. They they gave him that deal at the right time and he blossomed into this all-star caliber outfielder for them. He's a really really good player. And I think the D-backs are hoping and they're confident in that and that's what Corbin Carroll is going to become too. So, um yeah, yeah, dude. And if they want to, so the Diamondbacks are in this good spot right now, where they're they're very young, but 
it seems like they're going to be pretty exciting and better on the field. And Corbin Carroll, I mean, yeah, he would have been making not very much anyway during these times. But, I mean, $3 million, $5 million, 10 12 those are very manageable. It's very team-friendly. Um, well, and they're good for him, too. Yeah. Because he gets I mean, paid. Think of it this way. He's going to make a million this year, whereas under team control, they could have kept him for a couple hundred K. And instead of instead of the, yeah, the, the what what a lot of minor leaguers get on that first year, on that first deal that they sign where they are under arbitration and just, you know, a club can just renew their contract for some uh, $200,000 or whatever it is. He now gets boosted to actually get paid like a major league baseball player. Um, and I hope it works. I obviously, I hope it works out and I think it will. He's, he's very talented. He's just got to stay healthy, obviously like anyone else, but he has all the tools to be the player that this contract says he is going to become. This buys out his years of team control, his three years of arbitration eligibility. And plus- that's good. Get- arbitration is dangerous because you saw what happened with Corbin Burns. Where his team basically ticked him off. His team was saying, hey, uh, his poor performance down the stretch last year probably cost us a playoff spot. So we want to pay him $300,000 or a million dollars less like than what he wants. K less. It, yeah. Yeah. And obviously to you and me, that's a lot of money. But to these guys, it's like, what? What are we fighting over? Yeah. $1 you know? million? Dollars? I won the Cy Young. Right. I'm your best player. Give me the million. I am your best player. And you're you're going to a lawyer the whole process is just stupid. You're you're going to a lawyer and saying that I cost you guys a playoff spot because I had a rough couple weeks. Yeah. Which that would be what? A couple weeks. Three starts? I also think some people are built for that. Like the negotiation is almost like fun to them. Yeah. And keep in mind, a lot of players aren't heavily involved in their arbitration here. Right. Like they don't want to be there. They don't want to hear their own team and talk about how bad they are. For the most part. The arbitration process goes pretty smoothly. Yeah. Like, we don't really hear a lot about this We all stuff. acknowledge it's the team's job to tell the arbitrator, basically yeah. a judge, yeah. why we shouldn't have to pay him that much. And it's the agent's job or whoever represents the player to say, this is why you do owe us this amount of money. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're right about the I'm arbitration. I'm glad to wipe that out. Wipe it out. This also buys out two years, at least two years, of his free agency eligibility. It would... Enable him to hit free agency at age either 30 or 31, depending on and the club option. And that's good for him. It's great for him. That's, he's going to be entering his prime at that point. Um, you're early to mid-30s. I'm going to disagree with you on something. There. Oh, what prime is? In a way, because... <laughs> I guess your prime is probably 25 to 32 or something I think like with that. how young people come up nowadays and the elite talents in Major League Baseball, they come up quicker now than they used to, in my opinion... I think 25 to 30, especially, especially if you are a player that thrives off of speed, which is something that Corbin Carroll is very well known for. I just watched a clip today of him running from home to second in seven seconds. He had a triple on a ball that was basically a what should have been a fly out to left field. Um, guys like Trey Turner, I'm not sold on Trey Turner at 40 years old or 35 even. I'm Name a guy that is... Solely speed oriented, like that's their biggest value to a to a team, and they were great at thirty five. There's not a lot of them. Mm-mm. I mean, I think back on like Carl Crawford. Yeah, remember how great Carl Crawford was until he hit roughly thirty thirty two, and he just fell off a cliff because the only thing he was good at, he couldn't do it anymore. Yeah, 
And he could still hit probably and get on base at a regular clip, but he wasn't stealing bases anymore. I, I don't know. I think Corbin Carroll is going to be a great player. I think he'll be a great player at 30 or 31 when he hits free agency. But I'm not giving this, what is this, eight, nine-year contract to the guy if he's 30. Sure. Not this kind of guy. Yeah. I'd do it for a Machado who is just a great hitter right. and doesn't need wheels. That age is or better. Bryce Harper or, or plays Mike a, Trout. Or plays a corner position and not center field or shortstop or second base. Yeah. They just don't age well. Right. Um, I think to, it's just... They hopefully they win something in this in this uh, eight years too because it's a lot harder because I mean when he becomes a free agent in twenty thirty two I mean there's going to be a lot of people lined up so uh, you you hope with a deal like this too it frees you up a little bit financially now they have Corbin Carroll you don't have to worry about him for a while you can focus on other parts of your team um, and improve that maybe starting pitching is that needs next to be a big because focus. I mean. I'm going to be honest with you this year. I mean, obviously, yes, I like um, Zach Gallen is obviously the ace. He took a big step last year. He, what does his contract look like? Zach Gallen? Yeah. I can look it up real quick. Well, that's kind of what I was already doing, but I'm already, he's I'm already on Sp- spotrack.com. Because he's not locked up. He's, he's not. a free agent in 2026. Yes, he is. At age um, 28. Yeah, so he's right? he's in uh, arbitration, pre-arbitration and arbitration stuff. Um, Why so, does this say he's 27 in 2023, but he'll be 28 in 2026? Wow, that doesn't make that's sense. awesome. <laughs> I think he would take that in our. I think I think he's just under arbitration. Okay, so I think that the website's wrong. Uh, they're skipping wow. three years. <laughs> I found the one page on the internet that is wrong. Imagine, that. and it's the one I trust the most for contracts. I know. Uh, what the hell? Anyways. Um, maybe that's just saying that he is no longer under arbitration stuff. He doesn't have a long-term 20, deal. 26. Yeah, he doesn't. He's your best player. Right. So that's next. On the whole team. That's next. They have to keep Zach Allen. Um, and obviously I'm uh, okay with Merrill Kelly. Uh, I think Merrill Kelly was pretty good last year. He surpassed 200 innings. Um, pitching for USA as we speak right now. Oh, yeah. Um, so that's his first start. Yeah. Should have started a it's Mexico probably but anyway um but after that honestly your rotation um Madison Bumgarner I we don't know if he's gonna be here next year probably not. um he's here now because he's still making 37 million dollars this year and next year if I have the numbers is that right really what it yeah is? it's 23 this year and 14 next year I believe um oh so it's not 37 in one season no okay 14 million 37 next year. left so what I'm thinking what I think is going to happen if he, you know, if he really doesn't perform this year, they'll probably just release him and eat that fourteen million next year. Maybe they won't. Maybe they'll just ride it out. But and then you have Zach Davies, who's just kind of a an arm to get you some innings uh, as your fourth starter. And then it looks like we're going to have um, one of the younger guys start out uh, in the fifth spot in the rotation, whether it's Dre Jameson, Brandon Fott. Tommy Henry, Ryan Nelson, no decision has been made, obviously, yet. But um, the starting pitching, to me, needs to be upgraded um, after this season because there's going to be some holes there. It's going to be Zach Gallen, Merrill Kelly, and then three kind of unknown spots in the rotation. So 
to me, it's good that Corbin Carroll gets locked up because that can now they can now focus on other things like the starting pitching, maybe even more bullpen help. Um, third base might still be a question mark next year, even because Longoria and Rojas. I mean, Longoria's older; he's probably not going to be here next year. Um, we'll see. I'm getting kind of ahead of myself with all that, but. Rojas is kind of, I don't know if he's your long-term answer at third base. So I don't know. We'll see what happens there. But everywhere else, I mean, it, to me, it's starting pitching is the is probably the uh, most important position. But you, you hopefully will have catcher locked up for a while with Moreno. Um, Walker is really good at first. Um, Nick Ahmed's probably not going not gonna to be here next year. Jordan Lawler should be up. Cattell well, will be here, and, and let, your outfield is set. I know you're talking about you don't want to get ahead of yourself. Here's realistically what's going to happen, or what probably should happen. What they just did with Corbin Carroll, keep in mind, Corbin Carroll is not the end of the prospect line that's coming. Mm-mm. Jordan Lawler, shortstop, is a highly, highly touted prospect. Like the kind of guy that mid-year, if he's not up, he's probably on... You know how everybody refreshes their prospect list yeah. mid-year? Yeah. He'll be at the top. Mm-hmm. He'll be somewhere at the top. And so Jordan Lawler is a guy that you're probably going to have to do a deal like this, where he plays 100 plate appearances at the end of the season, and you pay him based on that. I understand that. That might be the only way the Diamondbacks keep guys long-term. There's your shortstop. Drew Jones, first-round mm-hmm. pick uh, just last year. He's probably two or three years away, but... Another guy that you probably lock up. So when you talk about, you know, what's next for the Diamondbacks, yeah, Zach Gallen needs a contract. Yeah, they need to focus on starting pitching. Yeah, there's a couple positions that are up in the air. But there's more young guys like this to come. I'm not saying they're all going to be Corbin Carroll and they're all going to be rated number one prospect in baseball. Yeah. But there's going to be other guys that they can lock up long term. MLB Pipeline has Jordan Lawler already at number 11. I mean, it they doesn't have, get much better than they that. They have Drew Jones already at 15. And he's in rookie ball. Yeah. Um, according to them, Gunnar Henderson is the top prospect in baseball, not Corbin Carroll, but we'll see. Well, they're both eligible for rookie of the year, yeah. which is another note that I wrote down is that because he didn't reach, I think it's 130 plate appearances or something like that is the something. threshold. Yeah. Uh, because Corbin Carroll only had 115 last year, basically played the month of September. Right. Uh, he's re- eligible for rookie of the it's year. It's like when Randy Arozarena won the rookie of the year like two years ago. Yeah. But he was on the playoff stage the year before that. Yeah, one of the greatest playoffs of all time. Right. The year before. In 2020, yeah. And then the next year he won Rookie of the Year because he wasn't up long enough in the regular season. So I get it, man. And um, that only created more hype for him. Uh, by the way, we haven't really run through the numbers. In September or during the call-up last year, Corbin Carroll hit 260. He's expected to hit higher than that. Sure. On base, 330, which is pretty good for a 260 average. Uh, 500 slugging percentage. This is a little guy who packs a punch. Yeah, and obviously he's one of the fastest players in Major League Baseball. Maybe the fastest. He's, I think I think they actually measured it with, I don't know if it's fan graphs or next-gen stats or whatever they use, but I think he is the fastest. Remember, it was Tim LaCastro for a while. Um, but Corbin Carroll, I believe, is the fastest p- player in Major League Baseball. And honestly... The dude's going to steal a lot of bags because guess what happened? The bases got bigger. They're going to have those big pizza box bases out there. He's going to steal even more bags. This whole this whole D-backs team. Oh, maybe not the whole team. The outfield. All those guys are going to steal a lot of bags. McCarthy, Thomas, Carroll, Rojas can steal a bag. I think we're going to be shocked 
by stolen base numbers this year. Yeah. We're going to get to the end of the year, and guys that we never saw stealing bases will have, have like 5 50. to 10. <laughs> 50. No, no, no. But like the guys the guys who don't steal bases will have 5 to 10 that they just got because the rules changes. And then the guys that have like, you know, a couple, like 10 to 20 is a pretty decent range. Those guys will be in the 20s. The guys who had 20 or 30 last year are just going to go through the roof. Yeah. That's how I think it's going to go this year. You're, yeah, you're probably right. Especially with the pickoff rules where people have been, uh, because you can only throw over a certain number of times, mm-hmm. people are just taking off for second base because yeah. they know, well, he can't throw over I've again. seen Corbin Carroll do it yeah. in a spring training game. Jake McCarthy had 23 steals last year, if I'm remembering right. In like about right. 300-ish at-bats mm-hmm. or plate appearances, I can't remember. Mm-hmm. If he multiplies that by one and a half reasonably, if he has 450 plate appearances, that seems conservative enough. Yeah. He could have 35 maybe even 40 steals this season. Mm-hmm. That's just math I'm doing. Right, I'm not projecting right. growth or anything like that. Right. That's just math. <laughs> so, I'm, I don't know, man. You might be right. This, and this could be team is extremely fast. It's team. really built for it. I mean, their entire outfield is fast. I mean, the, I mean the three core guys, McCarthy, Thomas, and Carroll are all speedsters. They're probably not going to hit the ball over the wall though. No. We've had this conversation a lot like other than Christian Walker, where's the power? You're gonna have to where's steal the juice. Bases. You're gonna, yeah, you're gonna have to because that's how you're gonna score. I mean, if Cattell Marte stays healthy, he's got a chance to hit maybe twenty to twenty five home runs. He's more of a a doubles guy now, anyway. I think I saw you flinch when you said healthy. We all know that that twitched can't. a little we, bit. We all know that that's not. I Eventually, mean, he'll tweak his hamstring. I know he usually does. So just yeah. Let me live, okay? We can be optimistic Let me live. for a second. Let me live. <laughs> Remember that year Cattell Marte almost won the batting title? Year. He hit like 30 home runs. Yeah. That was nice. Fourth in MVP voting. That was a nice year 2019, for him. 2019, if you want to yes. hit rewind. Christian Yelich won the batting title, and then he hasn't done anything since then. Oh, remind me to tell you a funny Christian Yelich story at the end of the podcast. I have a Christian Yelich okay. story, somewhat. Okay. I think, I think you'll laugh at it. Uh, some other things going on with the Arizona Diamondbacks. We mentioned Merrill Kelly starting for Team USA. That's going on right now. You're probably listening to this after this is already over, so we won't bother you with how it's going. But uh, it's Why not? It's definitely worth talking about, though. Merrill Kelly, I thought, probably should have pitched earlier in this tournament. I'm not going to say this is a throwaway game, but it is the last of the pool games. I went to the... Um the Mexico USA game, which was an insane environment. Dude, that must have been wild. It was wild. It was wild. Um, by the way, bottom of the second, nothing, nothing is the score. Hey, we'll take, um, it. We'll take it. They're playing Colombia right now. Um, but Nick Martinez, Padres pitcher, started that game, and he wasn't horrible. He was just giving up a, a lot of hits. But I, I, the whole time I was sitting in the stands, I'm like, "Where's Merrill Kelly? Merrill Kelly's better than Nick Martinez." They threw Adam Wainwright against Great Britain. That I feel like was a veteran play because Adam Wainwright great, highly respected. Great Britain was, you know, the first time in the WBC. Their best player was Trace Thompson. You know what's funny? Now that I think about it, because Team USA had Nestor Cortez got they, hurt. Mm-hmm. Logan Clayton Webb, Kershaw couldn't get insured. Logan Webb backed out for whatever reason. All three of those guys are better than Merrill Kelly, I would say. I would probably say he's on par with Cortez. Okay. 
But but based on last he's year's not, success, Kershaw, just the pedigree, he's better. Kershaw should have gone game one if he was available. I'm pissed that he wasn't Team USA. I was mad. Kershaw deserves to be the guy. Yeah. For Team USA. Oh, yeah. And Adam Wainwright, I get that conversation, too. He's but been then you have, like, all these guys. I don't know. I won't. But what's funny is. I won't get on my soapbox about the WBC, because I know it's difficult for guys, like, pitchers especially, to sure. all of a sudden ramp up like that. But Max Scherzer, I love Max Scherzer, but he said something stupid that was, like, he basically said, like, it's hard for me to ramp up my arm that fast when I'm here in early March and blah, 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 blah. I'm like, I get that. come on, man. Like. That's the whole thing about Team USA. Their lineup is stacked. Like, Dominican Republic stacked. By the way, the Dominican Republic lost to Puerto Rico. They're out. Wow. They're out. Wow. And even they had good pitching. Sandy Alcantara, the reigning NL Cy Young Award winner, was pitching for that team. Puerto Rico's got a bullpen. They got the Diaz brothers. Well, today they had the the Dominican and to start Johnny Cueto, and he got knocked around. Yeah. Um, So anyway, but the, the Team USA's lineup is... It's great. It's great. Cedric Mullins is not even playing for them. Right. Um, he, he got into a couple games, but I mean, you have Trout, Mookie Betts, Paul Goldschmidt, Nolan Arenado, Kyle Schwarber. Real Muto. Real Muto. One of the best catcher in the game is playing. Um, but then you go to their pitching staff and it's not great. They're so good. Freddie Freeman decided to go north of the border. No, and well, play for Canada. Freddie Freeman has a good, <laughs> good reason. His, I like to think that he just couldn't make it. On Team USA, no. they're like, sorry, Freddie, we don't need you. Freddie Freeman, he, his mother was Canadian, <laughs> okay. and she, I believe, passed Fine. away from breast cancer, and he wants to spread her message. All right, all that's that. a good... It's a good That's reason. a good story. Um, so, yeah. But the pitching never lived up to the, the hitting standard. Well, and the pitching is weird anyway, because in, in the first round, you're only, as a pitcher, allowed to throw 65 pitches. So you're pretty much done... After four innings. Well, and if I remember right, the last time they held the tournament wasn't Team USA's best pitcher, Marcus Stroman. The 2017 team. And now yeah. he's on Puerto Rico, isn't he? Yes. I think he's pitching for Puerto yes. Rico or, or one of the other 2017, teams. I be- didn't they they won the whole thing that year, didn't they? I think so. Yeah. I think they beat Japan. So my point I was I getting to remember. about Merrill Kelly is, even if those three guys had played, Logan Webb, Nestor Cortez, yeah. Clinton Kershaw, sure. would Merrill Kelly have even gotten a turn? If they were healthy? Probably. Because I think all three of those guys probably start games over Merrill Kelly. So it would have been like... Plus Wainwright. Would Merrill Kelly have started a game... So it would have been... Yeah. They they have to give Adam Wainwright you a start, right? So it would have been Wainwright, Kershaw, Webb, Cortez. That's four games. How yeah. many games have they played since this started? I think you get four in the pool so tournament. Merrill Kelly probably would have been a, a guy out of the bullpen. If he was even on the team, because they did that too with Miles Michaelis. Michael Miles Michaelis is on this team, but he's only and and Brady Singer too. Brady Singer is on the team. He they both those guys came out of the Singer bullpen. just hasn't been around. He's probably talented enough to. I think I'd rather start Singer than uh, Nick Martinez. Brady Singer got knocked around against yeah. Mexico. He was I still horrible. think he's a pretty good pitcher, but yeah, he was bad. Though. He's not Merrill Kelly though. I think Merrill Kelly's Merrill, better. Merrill Kelly is yeah. At this he deserved to play before this game. So yeah, it, I, uh, it's it's cool to see uh, you know. Guys in this Alec Thomas, by the way, playing for Team Mexico. There they advance to the next round. They I believe finished in first place in in Pool C, which is the same pool as USA's in. I saw Emmanuel Rivera. Yeah, he's on Puerto base. Rico. He's started almost every game, I think, for them at third. There's a couple other guys too. Uh we're gonna talk about Dominic Fletcher the, here in a second. Dominic he's on Fletcher Team Italy. Was on Italy, yeah. I believe he and David Fletcher are brothers. 
Are they? Did you know that? No, I, I didn't know that. I had Angels um, David Fletcher? Yeah. I don't know that for a fact, but I had somebody Google it the other day and they told me Wikipedia said they were brothers. Brother of oh. David Fletcher. Oh, interesting. Now, what I don't know is if there's another David <laughs> Fletcher. But it can't be. They're both on Team Italy. It can't just be a coincidence, right? If they're both on Team Italy, then yeah. they can't be. They it, have to they be They gotta related. be brothers, right? I would think. They also have an espresso machine in their dugout, which is awesome. So Italian of them. Yeah. Mike Piazza. Do you see every time they get like a good hit, they do that Italian thing where they like with the with their fingers. I, I don't know how to do it over, like per, say it hey, over the ring. Oh, like, hey, hey, hey. They do that with their hands. Heck yeah. Yes, I'm reading this right here. Okay. Angels David Fletcher will get to play with his brother again for Team Italy. Bingo. Dominic Fletcher, there minor leaguer for the Diamondbacks. There you go. Yep. I didn't know that. You're welcome. That's cool. That is cool. Found that out this week. They're kind of similar players too, except one's an outfielder, one's an infielder. I'm I'm still I'm shocked that the Dominican Republic is out. That team was loaded. Probably pitching even, and hitting. Even more loaded than Team USA. If you're yeah, if you're looking at pitching and all around. Dominican probably had the best lineup. Maybe USA. Japan always has an awesome lineup. You just have never heard of any well, of them. Tani's in that lineup, yeah. too. <laughs> but they've and got he's guys. Pitching for them. They've got guys you've just never heard yeah, of who yeah. have hit like 800 home runs in Japan. Um, this just. Uh, someone just sent me this message. It looks like. So Edwin Diaz came in to close the game out for, for Puerto, Rico? Puerto Rico. Yeah. And during their celebration, he got hurt. Oh, no. I don't know what he was doing, probably jumping around, but he's in this video I'm watching. He's just on the ground and they're calling out for the trainers. And on a related note, oh, Steve Cohen, oh, Steve Cohen oh, just no. got the checkbook out. He's grabbing his knee. Oh, looks boy. like he's grabbing his knee or something. Oh, boy. Oh, that's not good. Oh, jeez. This hurts the WBC so bad. I like the WBC, but well, all Freddie, these... Freddie Freeman pulled a hammy? Mm-hmm. I don't know how serious it is. Yeah. He might not miss any time for all I know. Uh, but... I think I saw Dave Roberts said it's a mild strain. He's not going to miss opening day. But it makes you think, too, because like I had questioned you even. like We and I had... You and I... We and I... You and I <laughs> had talked about how uh, Clayton Kershaw wasn't going to play in the WBC. The and I had asked you, like, what's thing. the deal, right? Yeah. And I thought it was on Kershaw. I was like, I don't know if I believe him that he it says was it was... something like his... Work it his out. His insurance, he couldn't get covered by his insurance company. What for I didn't it. know is that all players have to get insured. Right. Because if they and get, if they, they get literally hurt in looked this, at Clinton yeah. Kershaw and said, we ain't touching that. You, if you, well, I mean, just objectively, yeah, Kershaw's one of the best pitchers I've ever seen, maybe of all time. Maybe. But at this point in his career, he's in his mid 30s. He's constantly injured. Pencil him in for 120 to 140 and the, innings. And the playoffs. Yeah. He'll, he'll be fine for the playoffs, but he's always he has, he's always had back problems, probably because of his delivery. Um, so It's no wonder guys like DeGrom didn't oh, play man. in the WBC. Yikes for Edwin Diaz. Yeah, that's not good news. They started jumping around in the pile, and he collapsed. And as soon as he did that, they started waving for the trainers to come out. Oh, that's my bad news. goodness. What a deflating feeling, too, if you're Team Puerto Rico. They're all on one knee. It's a very freak trying thing to, to celebrate. Here's, here's what it is. Let me see if I can see him in here. Somebody yeah, they're, land they're on just, him? you know, jumping all around. Yeah, and do. I don't know. I don't know what happened. Oh, they're Boy. oh, they're carrying him off with no weight. Jeez. And he's like, no, put me down. I'm Jeez. not doing that. Oh my gosh. I don't like It to looks hear that. like it might be his right ankle. He's dragging that. He's not putting any weight on it. Yikes! It is a conversation that's going to be had after the after the tournament is over. People will talk. I mean, they'll talk oh, about it before man. it's over, but this is they'll have th- to address. This do is we do this hurt. before the season. 
Yeah. They'll have to talk about it. Max Scherzer said in that same thing he angered me about earlier that it would be better if they did it during the season. But I can't see that happening. I don't believe that. They'd be more ready for it. They're, but yeah, they're, the pitcher's arms would be ramped up and heated up. But this isn't even a this isn't even a happened on the field while playing. No, injury. it happened. This is a, a freak celebratory injury. Yeah, that would have happened regardless. You know what I mean? It's just out in the universe, right? He didn't aggravate his arm by throwing too hard or too much or whatever. No, he too was soon. literally jumping around in celebration. Yeah, that really sucks. Oh, man. that blows. Um. Let's get to some of the other news and notes. I saw this just before we came in here to the studio. Steve Gilbert, MLB.com, covers the Diamondbacks. D-backs right-hander Mark Melanson has a shoulder issue. Yeah. The extent of the issue is unclear per GM Mike Hazen, but he appears likely to miss the start of the season. I know that Mark Melanson had his ups and downs last season. I'm certainly not sitting here going, oh, no, what are we going to do? But at the same time, uh, you got to put some respect on it. Mark Melanson has had good closer experience in this league. Sure. Led the league in saves not too long ago. How much does this hurt the Diamondbacks bullpen? Um, <laughs> I don't know if it hurts it. I mean, I don't think that Mark Melanson is going to be the closer. I know he can do it, um, but he was not very good last year, and he's had a really rough spring in the few games that he's pitched in. I mean, it gives a chance for a guy like Jerry's Familia to make the roster. Um, maybe a guy like Vargas uh, or Solcer. They already sent down Justin Martinez. The heat that dude throws heat one hundred two, one hundred one, one hundred two fastballs. Um, they already sent him down to minor league camp, or I mean, they may have optioned him to AAA. Either way, he's in the minor leagues. Um, so I, I don't know who gets that spot. Maybe Corbin Martin sneaks his way into the bullpen as a long relief guy. Um, it sure does uh, narrow down the options of who you want to pitch late in games. Because um, right now it's Miguel Castro, Scott McGuff. It's an option. Chafin, Mantiply, maybe those four guys. Ginkle. Ginkle, yeah, Kevin Ginkle. They have options. Kevin Ginkle is so hit and miss sometimes. He's got good stuff, but, know, but he was man. so good in the, at the end of the season. I know, I know. And I think that goes overlooked. He he was very good. I don't know that it's enough to make him like the quote-unquote closer. No, I don't think it is, but But it's he, a great sign. He's got good stuff too. Like he's he's th- he's throwing a lot harder than he used to and it's just sometimes he doesn't locate very well and gives yeah. up hits and inconsistent yeah to say he's the least. an inconsistent arm exactly I think if nothing else this injury to Melanson I mean it doesn't say he's gonna miss significant time that likely misses the start of the season I don't think they were gonna pick up one guy as the closer before then anyway if nothing else this gives Tori Lovello justification to try a few different things to try Scott McGuff in a closers role like he's done the last two years in Japan. Yeah. To try a Miguel Castro, who's got the incentives in his contract, which hopefully make him better. Right. Uh, maybe you try, I don't know who the other guy, I don't think Mant applies a closer. Chafin, being a lefty, does that hurt your chances of being named the closer? Because we'd rather hold our best lefty for situations that call for a good lefty. Right. Uh, maybe that's not the case. I, I'm still on the on the train that Tory shouldn't even name a closer. I don't think he will. It's I, not really Tory. To, I... In the past, traditionally, I have been one that, you know, has supported defined, defined roles in the bullpen. I'm okay with this guy as the closer. But nowadays, those, like, 
Mariano Rivera, Trevor Hoffman type guys, Billy Wagner type guys, there's only a handful of them left. I mean, Edwin Diaz, who we were just talking about, is one of them. Kenley Jansen is one of them. Sorry. Yeah, if you have Clipped that on a video, sorry. <laughs> if you have that guy, then he needs to be the closer. Right. If he had, you know, one really good player that's like way better than all the others, then we'd have to have the discussion of, yeah, it's time to name the closer. Yeah. I think they were even at that point with Archie Bradley at right. one point yep, in time. They were. He was clearly he was their the best closer. player at that time. And he was the closer. And they were using him as mm-hmm. such. They just wouldn't call it that. But they refused to define the role. With this team, I think, you know, you, you, you don't have Mark Melanson still probably the closest guy you have to like that guy's a closer probably because he's that's all he's done in his career has been a closer um but you have you don't have that Edwin Diaz Kenley Jansen type of guy no you have Miguel Castro and Scott McGuff and Andrew Chafin and Mark Melanson so I think they'll probably go maybe more analytical with it just matchup wise um again too like you were saying they could throw Mantiply or Chafin out in the ninth inning, depending on the matchups. Could. So I'm okay with that for this team. Honestly, I am. If, if, if it's about a matchup thing, I think they have a lot of different guys that can do the job. The most recent roster moves that we've seen from the Diamondbacks in spring training, a lot of these guys, like you mentioned, are off of the WBC anyway, but there are a couple minor moves. Uh, they did option just the other day. Two players to AAA Reno. That was Dominic Fletcher, brother of David Fletcher. Yes. Uh, who's been playing for Team Italy and playing pretty well, by the way. He had a really nice catch. I think it was against Panama. Uh, he's been hitting decently well, getting on base. Dominic Fletcher goes to AAA Reno. No surprise there. There's just no fit for him in the outfield currently, the sure. way it's constructed. Sure. He's also a fast lefty outfielder. I don't know if you've heard, but the Diamondbacks have three of those, and that's why they traded Dalton Varsho away. The other guy they sent down is Justin Martinez. Yeah. Another reliever, a guy who revved up to, what, 102? Mm-hmm. 103. Did he touch 103 at any point? I don't know if he got that high, but it was definitely 102. Yeah. So this is a guy who throws really hard. I understand him being in the minor leagues for sure. The fact that they optioned him to AAA, I think is at least interesting because that signals to me that he might be available and ready to go soon. Sure. And I don't think he's going to get called right back up because Melanson's injured. No, not not. necessarily. No. Um, I'm excited for that kid though. 102 excites me. Yeah. If you can locate it, please. Um, Sorry. I'm very distracted on Twitter. Uh, About 15 minutes ago, Steve Gilbert said the D-backs announced Geraldo Perdomo left tonight's game. They're playing against the Brewers at Salt River Fields as we speak. Um, Left tonight's game with a chest contusion. Diego Castillo left with neck spasms. And then just about a minute ago, Corbin Martin just threw a pitch and went down to his knees in pain. He just left the field with a D-backs trainer. What is going on tonight? Uh, People are dropping like flies. Injuries everywhere. Okay, wait. Let's go through them one by one. Geraldo Perdomo, you said, was a chest contusion. Did he get chest hit? Con- I don't know. I'm not sure. I w- I'm not watching, but... Maybe he got hit by a ball or sliding, maybe? Maybe. Contusion. Diego Castillo, neck spasms. What does he play? What position? Uh, infield, just everywhere. Shortstop? Utility. Because okay. um, that would be two shortstops down, and that's never a good thing. So Especially when the is, other one is Nick this Ahmed. This is from our, our boy over at PHNX, Jesse Friedman. Corbin Martin appears to have suffered an arm injury in the D-back spring training game in Salt River Fields. Looked like he was in a lot of pain. He's left the game. On the same night that we find out Melanson's going to miss him. Yeah. Because this is this is Corbin Martin's last chance with the D-backs. Is that fair? If he doesn't make the team this year, I, I don't think he's going to be around. Yeah. I, 
They've now relegated him to strictly bullpen. They traded Zach Greinke when? 2019? at the trade Four deadline. years ago. Mm-hmm. For, let's go through again, Corbin Martin. Yep. Hasn't done much. J.B. Bukowskis, not here. Hasn't done much at all. Not here. Not yeah, on the roster Not anymore. around anymore. Seth Beer, hasn't done much. Uh, just one homer on opening day. And of course, Josh Rojas. Decent role player. Yep. Starting third baseman last year. So Josh Rojas is really the only thing you got out of that deal. Yeah. And I think, honestly, Corbin Martin was the piece that the D-backs were most excited about in well, that trade. And keep in mind, Corbin Martin had already pitched at the major league level with he, Houston yep. in 2019 before yep. they traded for him, yep. but he had had Tommy John surgery, mm-hmm. so when they acquired him, he couldn't even play for the D-backs for, a long, for like a year. And so this is a guy who's suffered serious injury before. Right. I don't know if that makes him more or less likely for this to be serious. I certainly don't know the situation yet, but... This is certainly one of the last opportunities he's got with the Diamondbacks. I mean, I, I, if he doesn't play for them this year, then I, I just can't see him being a yeah, long-term I, availability. I don't either. I, I have to agree with you because... It really sucks, man. Yeah, so I hope that he's okay, but it doesn't sound like he is. Okay. So oh, that stinks. I don't know what's going on tonight. What's Team USA doing? <laughs> yeah, go right. back to that, please. Uh, the last thing I wanted to say about the D-backs roster moves, they did send a couple guys to minor league camp. I, this is just... Small notes. Dominic Canzone, the other Dominic. Uh, another outfielder, by the way. Is he on Team Italy, too? I figure, I figure if you're... I don't think he is. Don't know. If your name's Dominic, so. if your name's Dominic, you have to be on Team Canzone Italy. Canzone kind of sounds like a... Oh, he's Italian. Calzone, which he's sounds Italian. Italian. Yeah. It's probably... Okay. Do you like my logic there? Yeah. Canzone. Sounds like Calzone. Italian. Yeah, I'm just going to ignore you. Um, <laughs> if I'm assuming correctly in that he is Italian... It probably. was probably Canzoni or Canzoni something, something, in Italy before his parents came. But they do pronounce it Canzone, right? Yes. Like, I'm not but getting I'm that saying, wrong, am I? So, my grandfather, uh, I'm sorry, my great-grandfather came over from Italy on my mother's side. Her, okay. her grandpa is a immigrant from Italy. And when he got here, uh, on Ellis Island, they changed the way that his name was spelled. And probably pronounced <laughs> to make it more American. So when before they changed how it was spelled, it was actually spelled how it sounded, and they changed it to make it more confusing. Interesting. So I wonder. Usually they change it to make it more Americanized, so that people don't. They added letters to it. Yeah. From what I've been told, they added letters. So I we're we're getting into freaking immigration stuff and uh, on Ellis Island and all that, but. Dominic Canzone. The other one. I that, just did the thing with my hand. Yeah, Nobody Italian. can see it, but Dude, I did it. You're a fan for sure. Oh, I'm Italian. I can do it. Uh, the other one sent to minor league camp was Tyler Gilbert. Neither of us yeah. had him on our list of guys making the roster. Tyler Gilbert will always remember you for the no hitter against the Padres. Great job. But I don't think there's a really a long term. He's going to be one of those guys that is probably up and down from Reno for injuries. A, a left-handed pitcher can always have some value. Sure. But honestly, they did go and add a couple lefties in the bullpen, so they and don't really the need one that, desperately. The thing I feel like that hurts Tyler Gilbert the most is that he just doesn't have very good stuff. He, he, throws doesn't, like he doesn't throw very hard. 89. He doesn't have a wicked slider or curveball. Nope. He just he's, he's he's an average average pitcher. Nothing against it. One had of the a great moment. Had a great moment. Can't take that away from him. He'll nope. always be one of the pitchers in MLB history that threw a no hitter in uh, his first start. By the way, I promised you a Yelich story. Oh yes. Right? So I'm this is me reminding you to tell me the Christian okay. Yelich story. 
I will. Thank you for reminding me. You're welcome. That's so, what I'm here for. Earlier today, I was talking fantasy baseball uh, with a friend of ours here at the uh, radio station, and he was toying around with Chat GPT. Are you familiar what with Chat is GPT? That? No, I'm not. What is that? So Chat GPT is one of many AIs, artificial intelligence. And what you can do with it is you can log into it and you can type whatever you want and say, hey, write me a movie script. Write me a, uh, a one-page paper on this topic mm-hmm. and it'll do it for you. You just hit enter, you tell it what to do, you hit enter and it does it. Write me code for my website to look like such and such and it'll do it, right? Mm-hmm. This is the, the new world that we live in. And so he's toying around with it. We're talking fantasy baseball and he types in, who should Steve take with the first pick in the fantasy baseball draft? <laughs> now, I don't have the first pick in our fantasy draft, you and me, but let's play along, right? I was interested to see, what does Jet, Chat P, GPT think I should take? Who is the best player in fantasy baseball? Number one, it comes back with, and it says, Mike Trout. Okay. He's been the best player in baseball over the last 12 years since he debuted in 2011. And I'm like, okay, I'll give it to you, Chat GPT. <laughs> Trout's pretty good. He's been a good player. I don't know that I would take him first overall, but pretty good then chat gpt without prompting continues and and tells it just me keeps going it just keeps okay. talking to you yeah all right and it tells me this is multiple paragraphs by the way <laughs> and the second paragraph says or you could go with mookie betts he's been very good he's won the mvp he's been on the okay. dodgers and the reds he's all right a good player two good choices and i was like all right that's another first round pick probably not the guy i'm going with first overall though let's see if they go with the guy i'm thinking of because i have one in my head right okay third name that chat gpt comes up with you might consider christian yelich and i was like okay chat gpt is this from 2019 (laughs) is this from 2019 i was like you haven't watched baseball in a while have you chat gpt and so it says christian yelich he's won the mvp he's a great so they're just listing out people who have won mvps and saying they're really great they're great that's what it felt like the fourth player that it listed was ronald acuna jr (laughs) the player that i was thinking of all along Uh. so fourth player it finally got it right every time i hear artificial intelligence and stuff like that i just think of terminator and right i'm i get scared seeing some of these videos of what some of these scientists are working on i'm like have you guys not watched terminator somebody's gonna skynet is gonna happen somebody's gonna use it to like cure cancer or something and i'm gonna use it to fill out my fantasy baseball team yeah, that sounds That's like just the you. kind of person that I sounds am, like I you. I thought that was a funny story. It suggested Christian Yelich. Yeah, ChatGPT. I think that, Sorry, Chat did they GPT. stop updating the database in 2019 <laughs> because it doesn't know about the last two seasons. It's like, yeah, because Christian Yelich has not been good. ChatGPT is looking stuff up instantaneously, and it's like, how did the pandemic affect Christian <laughs> Yelich? Let's see. Oh, yeah, definitely. I'll take that. Guy. But he's won an MVP. Yeah. Well, you know. He's better than Acuna. So is Jose Abreu. I'm not taking him first overall. Oh, my gosh. Anyway, I thought that was kind of funny. You might consider. (laughs) All right. Well, we'll wrap this up uh, before anybody else gets uh, super injured. Because that seems to be happening a lot tonight. Yeah, that's not great. Let's hope for the best for some of those. Corbin Martin, Geraldo Perdomo, Diego Diego Castillo, Castillo, and Edwin Diaz for Team Puerto Rico. My gosh. Hey, before we get out, do you have any... uh, Who's your pick for winning the WBC? The whole thing? Yeah. Now that we know that there's a couple teams, like Dominican got eliminated today. Mm. You're not going to pick USA, are you? I don't know if I can with their pitching. I agree. But their lineup is so good. They're probably the best lineup left. Cuba made it to the next round. Did they really? Yeah. I think they're okay. in the semifinals already. Oh, wow. Like, they've already played more games, Japan I think. Japan is still in it, right? Japan's in it. 
It's hard to go. Puerto Rico obviously it's hard to go today. against. Venezuela was playing is playing really well too. Yep. Hmm, that's tough. I don't know who's gonna win. I'll just be a good American boy and say USA, baby. Let's go. I'm it's gonna, either that or Japan. <laughs> yeah, I, I think Japan's team is just really good. Venezuela is pretty good too, but I'm gonna go Japan. David Peralta coming up with, oh. I forgot. Just remind him he's on the Dodgers. Ugh. Yuck. Ugh. JD Martinez yuck. over there too. Oh, yucky. Go. Gross. Gross. Right. Bear's going to go throw up, and I'm going to wrap up you this know, podcast. You know, I like the WBC because the pitch clock isn't in it. <laughs> we already hate the rules so much. Like, this is real I don't baseball. hate the rule. I'm just tired of seeing videos of guys getting called out on strikes for not being ready to hit. Yeah, I get it. JD speaking of JD Martinez, that happened to him the other day. Yeah. He was in the batter's box. He was he tried to plead to the umpire that he was aware to the pitcher. He was just tapping his bat on the home plate. Yeah, you have to be like, apparently you have to be staring deeply into their eyes. Yeah. Into the pitcher's eyes longingly for you to be ready to hit a baseball. And JD Martinez, he was in both feet in the box. He was just tapping home plate like he does. But not looking at the pitcher. And he wasn't looking at the pitcher. And the home plate umpire called him out on strike three because he wasn't ready by, what is it, eight seconds? With eight left on the yeah, clock. With yeah, with eight left on the clock, you have to be aware of the pitcher. So seven seconds in, I guess. Well, it depends on if he was runners on or not, I guess. Right. And he wasn't. So yeah. he was out. And he was very mad at that. Well, and you know what? I'm just mad at seeing it. Players will adjust. They better. Players will adjust. That's my prediction. That's the thing, too. Like, all these guys that, that have gone to the WBC, no pitch clock. Yeah, sure. So all that work they did in the first couple weeks of spring training is undone. I saw Luis Garcia pitch the other day, and I kind of giggled because they he had, had to, change, to get rid of the whole he had to rocking his back whole, and forth thing. Apparently his delivery is illegal now. Oh, it has to For be. some reason? It has to be. Yeah. He steps on all over the mound. I'm pretty sure he steps off like four or five times throughout yeah. the course of one pitch, but... Yeah, it's uh, weird, man. No, you're right about the rules. We, there's definitely more rules talk to come on the podcast because I think that the Diamondbacks are going to have to execute on some of those pretty well mm-hmm. if they want to be successful this year. All right. Uh, thanks so much for checking out the podcast this week. We certainly appreciate it. Cody Fincher. I am Steve Zinsmeister. It is the Ain't No Fang podcast, which you're listening to here on ArizonaSports.com and on the Arizona Sports app. Yeah.